My name is Jason. I am the last manager of the last video store in the universe. Binge movies, home video. But I'm not busy whipping the ever-living piss out of my workers here at Binge Movies Tropical Headquarters in sunny tropical Akron, Ohio. I am going to the movie theater, instantly reacting to them, or spending way too much time thinking about um, Albert Pian movies. Uh, yeah. So, I saw Night Swim. Oh, shit. I saw Night Swim. I'm not going to bury it. It's a one. It's a one. It's a one out of five. It's a terrible movie. But it's the funniest movie I've seen in a long time. Let's get into it. By the way, if you want these instant reactions even more instantaneously, go to patreon.com slash binge movies. You could have listened to this early. Even earlier. Um, Night Swim. A <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay, let's start with the, the 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 pros. Okay, there's only two. Well, maybe three. Um, pro number one: the movie opens in 1992, and as a kid from that era, uh, and I'm sure this is true of kids today, but I remember going to camp or to a relative's house that had a pool and having a night swim. And suddenly the pool that you spent every summer in all your summer days in would suddenly become kind of eerie. And especially if everybody got out of the pool and you were kind of busy doing your own thing and you didn't really notice and you decided you were going to stay in and then it got real quiet and you're out there and the crickets are chirping and the, you know, and the steam's coming off the pool and can't quite see underneath your feet. That's a creepy feeling. So to take that as a prompt and start that as your premise and try to capture that mood and that feeling, not a bad idea. I don't know that it lends itself to a feature-length film. My gut impression as I was watching the movie was this was, would probably make a pretty decent short or a pretty decent episode of Goosebumps or like Are You Afraid of the Dark or something like that. This is like 22 minutes at most. Like, because how much time can you spend in a pool, really, right? Like, if, if, the, if the pool is evil, then everything's got to revolve around the pool. And that wouldn't really make for a very good movie, even at the 98 minutes that this movie runs, runs in. Um, so the, the premise is fine. I think some of the um, water photography is really interesting. The way it kind of, um, there's just like certain shots the camera's like half submerged. It's, it's, it's stuff that, you know, Cameron was doing 40 years ago, but there is something to the direction and cinematography of the movie that isn't entirely horrible. There are aspects of it that are actually very, very bad, but, but there's some stuff with the actual, actual water that isn't digital. That is really well done and really interesting. That being said, there's a visual tone to this movie that feels as if Russell Wyatt is the guest host or Carrie Condon there. One of them is the guest host on Saturday night live. And they've decided to do a parody of a Blumhouse film. Uh, but they, cause they do this all the time. They do those digital shorts or whatever, where 
it's actually a backdoor commercial, which is it's, it's SpawnCon, which is really d- despicable. But you know, and they turn it into a complete uh, the Cola Guard one, right? It, you know, uh, uh, unleashing me. You know, they they take something that seems like it could almost kind of be real, and they heighten it and heighten it and heighten it until it goes into like a horror movie. That's what this feels like. There are certain scenes, and there's certain shots, and there's certain. In particular, certain line readings from from Russell Wyatt um, that definitely feel like parody. And yet the movie has wants to have this very earnest core to it. And yet it also has it's reminiscent of a lot of the very, very bad uh, American remakes of Asian horror movies that we got about almost 20 years ago now, which is ooh, scary to say, um, like one missed call and stuff like that so it's got like this it's like trying to be serious while at the same time feeling like parody while at the same time being trying like feeling almost like a we stop making bad movies like this we make other types of bad movies now but we don't make bad movies like this more. so it's 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 a mess man it's a mess um all that combined is a very unsuccessful film there were 10 people in my theater Four of them left. Ten's being generous, by the way. That's my guess. Four left. The rest of us laughed, which is highly unusual. I don't like to do that, but there's a couple line readings, and I won't spoil them for you. I laughed out loud. I guffawed out, out, out loud. It's the, the, it's the cut. It is a comedy cut. It is a shot of Russell Wyatt, and it is a line deliver. It's just this combination, this confluence of events that makes it very, very funny. And I couldn't believe it. It doesn't start off feeling so much like a parody. It starts off feeling like, okay, this is like a kind of a spooky premise, generic, you know, horror movie kind of stuff. Like, this is probably just going to be kind of boring. And I don't know, maybe it's like the 20-minute mark. It maybe 30 minutes because again, this movie is only nine, 98 minutes long, I think. And it could have been two hours. I mean, it, 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 it really drags. It really drags, especially at the beginning. Um, so on the parody level, if you can laugh at it, I think it's a four star movie. If you want to be scared, it's a one star movie. If you want, it's it's, I just I just sat there and I'm like what two years ago less than two years ago Carrie Condon was in the Banshees of (laughs) right wasn't she nominated or weren't people asking for her to be nominated she has, has at least won a BAFTA in her life right has to have nominated maybe the entire time I didn't even recognize it was her and the entire time I'm sitting there thinking, okay, is who is this woman who is very clearly not Rebecca Ferguson, but is kind of made to look like her. And maybe that's just me stereotyping, but, (laughs) uh, and who, and then other times she's kind of made to look and act like Emily Blunt. And I'm like, who is this? Not Emily Blunt. And And then here it is a very talented actress. I don't know why she accepted this movie, because if you read this on the page, if you read this script, 
there's no way that you wouldn't think that it was a parody. There's no way that you wouldn't think there were comedy undertones to it. And maybe they thought that's what it was. And I don't know. I don't like, it's not quite like, what's that James Wan movie that came out a couple years ago with the thing in her head. It's not like that where it's like Jalo, but it's so heightened. It's ludicrous and goofy. It's ludicrous and goofy, but it's playing it straight. I would dare say I th- this movie is borderline campy, but I don't think it knows that it is. If you want to, t- if you're capable of laughing at a movie, this is the movie to go laugh at. If that doesn't sound like a good time to you, then it's a, it's a waste of time. Just skip it. Just absolutely skip it. It's a sort of movie where every character is kind of one thing. You know, well, that's one dimensional. Yeah, but it's even, it's cartoonishly one dimensional. Right? Riot Russell plays a major league baseball player who develops uh, symptoms uh, for MS and he's like forced to retire and um, he's in the early stages of it, but he can no longer play. And so he, he and his wife are looking to, now that his career in the league is done, looking to kind of settle down and find a place of their own because they were so used to being traded and moving around all the time. He's got a teenage daughter who takes after him and is sort of athletic and talented, whatever that's all we'll ever learn about her. Um, then there's a, a younger son who's kind of weak and not very athletic, although they present him as that. And then there's a scene where he's like trying out for the little league team and he's like completely fine. Like he's, he's a solid hitter. So that just, it's, it, this, that's the other thing that makes this movie so hilarious is it sets up all of these, well, the girl's at school and she meets a guy who's a captain of the JV swim team. And then that kind of becomes her boyfriend. And then randomly they mention that he's a Christian that has nothing to do with anything. He like, he just, after a certain point disappears out of the movie had nothing to do with anything. The weakling son really isn't a weakling because he can hit a baseball pretty well, you know? So what the fuck? Like, like there's all of this, like I'm in my father's shadow and everybody loves my dad because he's this major league baseball player. And all I want is my dad's attention, but I don't really have, that doesn't really go anywhere. Um, it kind of ends up becoming, um, this is, this is spoilers, but it kind of ends up becoming like the Amityville horror, but it, but it's with a swimming pool. <laughs> And they constantly, like every scene of the movie, for at least two thirds of this movie, they're in or around the pool. And they're constantly, every character, like the mom, uh, uh, Carrie Cotton's character, she only exists to be the mom and to talk about giving birth to her children and what it's like to be a mom and what it's like to be a wife. And they, they have these, these inane scenes where the, char- the characters, there's this one scene, okay, in particular. Or Russell White is in the pool and she's in a pool and they seemingly have like a pretty good relationship and they're, you know, whatever, whatever. And he's like, you know, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I almost feel like I got sick for a reason. The implication being, cause he's like, I never would have left the league had I not got diagnosed. The implication being he's, he's leading with this. The implication being that he, um, he has missed out on his family's life. And, them all being in the pool and diving for quarters together and having fun. And he's really, he's really enjoying himself. 
and it's like okay that's a it's like a fairly well acted well written little piece it's you know and her response to that is remember no looking back you know uh and, and she's like you know you have to be here with us like in the present we have to enjoy the time that we have together which is literally what he is saying and there's multiple conversations and then they, they go back to Russell White. He's like, Oh yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. Don't look back. Don't look back. Then he starts looking back. It's like, were there two different scripts that got mashed up here? He's, he is leading the conversation by going, you know, it, it's kind of all, yeah, I've got this horrible diagnosis, but in the meantime, it's kind of worked out because I see the love of the family that I have. And she's like, Oh, don't think about baseball. He's, he's not, he's not, he's thinking about you. And it happens. He's like, I think we should really uh, buy a house and just settle down and put our roots down. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I want to put our settle down and put our roots down. I need to know that you really want to do that because I really want to settle down and I want to buy a house. And he's like, he has just got done telling her, you know, honey, I think we should buy the house, the house with the pool. And if you like the drinking game of take a drink every time they say the word pool or the pool, um, I just love the pool. He's a good boy. Good boys love the pool. I mean, just ludicrous stuff. This is where it gets in a parody. The kids' schools, they're, 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 um, where they, they, they go to school, school mascot is a trout. When a girl goes to school, she gets popular. How does she get popular? She gets popular by um applying for the swim team uh there's whole little things about drinking water and natural springs and water fountains and the water may be alive and and i won't spoil the mythology the revelation of like why is this pool evil um but just think to yourself a pool is pretty limiting as far as a movie goes to stage action sequences of, of one type or another. So how should you stage those sequences? What could you do there? Well, if you see the trailer, you know, they're going to do Marco Polo. And if you see the trailer, you know, they're going to do chicken where one person stands on another person's shoulders. And you know, there's going to be like diving for stuff. And you know that there's probably going to be something with the, the filter at the bottom. And you know, and so it's like everything you thought of as a kid or did as a kid when you were 10 years old in a swimming pool, that's what's in this movie. And it is played for horror and the creature designs in this movie. The one creature is laughable. It is when the, when the, when we first got the revelation of what one of the main manifestations of this evil is. The row behind me erupted in laughter, and I laughed too. I could not contain my laughter. It was my second big laugh of the movie. Um, this is a ludicrous film. It looked really stupid uh, in the trailer, but you never know. You never know. And it is somehow even better than that. It is... Um, I want to say it's everything I think I wanted cocaine bear to be, you know, cocaine bear was trying to be what this movie naturally is. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the best way to put it. You know, this is, 
This, I think, is true camp. This is a true midnight movie. I can't believe, like, 40 years from now, whatever the equivalent of podcasting is, somebody's going to dig this fucking movie up. And they're going to laugh their ass off. And it won't actually happen because it will never um, gestate that long because people already, people will be doing podcasts within the next week of how bad this movie is. And, and laughing their ass off and roasting the shit out of it. I, I could almost guarantee it. That, that's, that is if enough people see it. So I think the best thing for all of us is that nobody sees this movie. It flops miserably. Barely anybody talks about it. And then like 30 years from now, the next generation of movie nerds can just enjoy it for what it was. But what were they on in the tw- in 2024? I don't have an answer for that, but I, I laughed my ass off. So uh, as a horror movie, not scary. Uh, as a Blumhouse movie, kind of on par with a lot of the junk they put out. Um, one, maybe one and a half out of five as a serious film, as a unintentional camp comedy, potential bad movie classic, four stars. Can't say enough good about it. <laughs> I couldn't fucking believe it. There's so much in this movie I couldn't fucking believe. I couldn't fucking believe it. All right, those are my thoughts on Night Swim. Are you even going to see this movie? Let me know in the comments below. You can find us on bingemovies.podbean.com, I think. Uh, that's where we're mostly hosted. You can find us on patreon.com slash bingemovies. We're still on what's left of the remnants of Twitter. 71% devalued, but we're still there hanging on. Comment below. Uh, just shoot a tweet to us at binge movies or find us on Instagram at binge movies lives. Got to grow that Instagram platform, children. So follow us over there. Um, yeah, I have nothing else to say. I just really want to know your thoughts. Are you even going to watch this movie? And if you've seen it, did you find it as funny as I did? Let me know. Until next time, binge on. <laughs>